got a little bit of, um, I'm a bit asthma-y. And I don't know how you write asthma-y. I suspect probably because it's not a real word. <laughs> uh, but I have a new inhaler because my asthma is a little under control at the moment. Mm. And what I particularly loved was that um, my new inhaler is pink. Oh, what sort of pink? Dusky, magenta, cerise. Oh no, cerise. Is it? This is. Oh, this is not an I'm afraid to be pink inhaler inhaler. Yeah. <laughs> this Good. is. This is not a sort of. Oh, sorry, I'm a little bit blushy pink. This oh. is a hello. Great. Suck me. It's that <laughs> sort of the vibe I get from <laughs> my inhaler. Your doctor said inhaler rights. <laughs> I said, does it come in a rainbow colour? I would like one. No. What about one that's shaped like a unicorn? No. Here, have a pink one. Shut up. Get out. <laughs> Good. No, Good. It's, based on, well, it's based on the drug that's inside it. For some bizarre reason, the different right. drugs have different colours. But <clears throat> Oh, right. Anyway. So, yes, other than my lungs... Oh. <laughs> there's a, a sort of coal miner theme today, isn't there? You is look like one. I sound like one. Yes. Let's call the whole thing off. Oi! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know one of my most favourite um, show tunes? It's not a show tune, that's wrong. My most favourite musical tunes. I forgot what the actual song is, but there's a line in it that's I come, you come, little bit of cucumber, little bit of cucumber. I love that. It's one of my favourite. It gets very loud when that bit happens. Oh dear. <laughs> Sounds awful. And I love a musical. <laughs> Music hall, not musical. Uh, uh, for those two. <laughs> Uh, Jess. Anyway, Matt. Yes, Jess. Yes, darling. Uh, what, what's your purpose? <laughs> Straight in. <laughs> I thought I'd wrong foot yeah. you there. I think this might be a teary one. Um, <laughs> so I have been reflecting on this week's mm. podcast theme. And mm. my first, I'm going to go through my little thought process. It was short. So you'd be pleased to know. My first thought was, I wonder if my purpose is... To be happy, right? Because there's this this hu- this moomin card that I once saw, which was all I want to do is dream, be happy, and plant potatoes. And I thought, oh wow, that's my life. Uh, <laughs> you <laughs> so are. I framed it. I can see you as a moomin as well. I would like you to stop this. <laughs> and I, <laughs> these texts at two in the morning. Be a moomin. Um, send me moomin pics. <laughs> and so then I thought well maybe it's not about me because actually I do feel driven by other people I do I think some people are very much about themselves and some which is fine and some people are very much about other people and I sort of feel actually most of my life so far has been serving other people either through the health service or um psychology or or your charity um, work yes yes you don't um, like to talk you know, about feel it. free to forward this to whichever department of the government deals with mbes <laughs> then i thought maybe my purpose is to help other people to be happy or to help other people but actually then i landed on this and then i landed on something else so then i landed on mm-hmm. maybe my purpose and i was like yeah do you know i've got it sorted it's definitely this it is to leave the world a better place for me having been here which i know sounds a bit twee but i honestly sincerely always try to be the better person and tried to be a solution rather than a problem. Lovely. And then just this morning I woke up and thought, maybe you don't have one purpose. Maybe actually all of us have a number of different poor poi. Purpose, so, yes. <laughs> I would like a number of different poor poi, but it's not very nice to keep them. So what's yours, Matt B? Well, I, I wanted to uh, caveat and, and sort of 
let people take any pressure they might be feeling themselves to, oh, I haven't found my purpose. I don't have a greater purpose. Um, a, you carving a life that is good to you, good to the people around you, I think that's enough. Uh, I think there sometimes is this pressure of you've got to find your calling or you've got to find your reason. Oh, oh God, or your why. Sure. You must find your why. So much talk about finding your why. I can tell you where it is. It's between X and Z. I had to think there for a second. <laughs> um, so if you don't, if you're listening to this and you think, I don't know what my purpose is and I've never thought about it and now I think about it, I can't think of anything. If that's you, that's okay. There doesn't have to be a big highfalutin reasoning, reason or drive behind your life. Though you might sure. wake up tomorrow and have one as well. And I, it's funny, I was thinking about this too. Uh, I do prep for this work, this <laughs> podcast. How dare I do you prep. <laughs> um, and I, the first thing that came to mind was, oh, to be happy. Because I think that's what people people's minds automatically go to. But having talked about pod, uh, happiness in pod episode one, I don't think it is. I don't think that's your purpose. I think that's maybe adjacent and actually, the more you, you focus love on that word, I do love that word. I do. Uh, the more you, the more you do have a purpose, the happier you are. It sort of negates the need to look for happiness because you just are happy. But maybe your purpose isn't. Well, I would categorically say I don't know who I am to give this sort of advice, but I would categorically say I don't think your purpose needs to be grandiose or big or significant nope. or life changing. If you've had children, your purpose is to raise your children or provide a great environment or a healthy environment for your children or or provide for your children or you know again multiple purposes you can't pick mm. one can you? you can't get to say well i'll just provide for you but you're on your own from now on you know, <laughs> the cupboards are full what more do you want um there, there there is a sort of a, an expectation i suppose but but it doesn't have to be you know some people i went out of my way to decide i wanted to interact with other people and get involved in other people's lives and and create great spaces mm. but it's okay if you have a nine to five job and you have your five friends and your cat and you don't see anybody else that's okay because your purpose will be the tiny cog that you might feel that you are in your organization your purpose might be for that organization you know for the the, the company that you work for to make you know an impact there or at the same time I do remember somebody once years ago, and it's such a tragedy that I don't remember who to accredit this to, but it was something along the lines of, if you didn't turn up to work for two weeks, would the organisation still exist without you? <laughs> and if the answer is yes, you're probably not making enough of an impact. And I thought, that's a really interesting way of... Like, I, I, don't, I don't fully uh, agree with it, because no, not everybody I, can make that sort of impact. But I, <laughs> but I thought it was an interesting way of thinking, oh, I wonder if I could do more. I wonder if there's greater value I can add to something, was mm. what I took from it. I guess Look at that and, frown. <laughs> well, I don't really like any of what you just said, quite frankly. <laughs> I think a nicer way to look at that would be if something not work-related that you were involved with, you weren't involved with for two weeks. Like a friendship group or an organisation, like a sports club. Or, like, this is the thing that people... People, people let their work become their lives and their purpose. And this isn't to, to blame or shame. And I think for some people, what they do absolutely 
is intrinsically linked to their purpose and their drive and why they get out of bed. But I don't want us to be putting people on, putting pressure on people. And I don't like the, um, the well, it's that work to live, live to work thing. Um, yeah, no, I agree with that. So, and I think actually most companies would survive if pretty much anyone left. Apart from one person companies like me. <laughs> if I left my company, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> well, you say that. <laughs> Is this where you debut a robot me to take over? I'm not debuting anything to do with you. <laughs> and just in case debut translates into another thing in a foreign language. Um, I, I, are you going to debut Matt Boyles? I need to check this first. I... Um, yes. I agree that the, the corporate aspect of it is uncomfortable because I think there's, there's an easy trap to fall exactly. into that you feel that your purpose is to serve this organisation, your purpose is to get this work done, your purpose is to you know, say yes and do it because then you end up being the one... All of the behaviours I desperately tried to change when I worked with organisations, like stop emailing each other at 10 o'clock, stop creating a culture where it's okay to email each other at 11 o'clock mm. at night, or even send the bloody email at midnight, or mm. um, you know work past your contracted hours all the time. And I, I absolutely agree with that. I think what it did for me, though, is it made me think, hmm, I wonder if that's more about value and how much more value you could bring to something. And in turn for today's purpose mm. it, nah, I wonder nah, if purpose. that help, <laughs> I wonder if that helps you better define your purpose like you know wh- where could you add more value and is that because you can add more value does that in turn make help yeah. you you know find your purpose for example yes and actually even if it is a big company you're part of that at the top they just care about profits and growth you could still be doing something good that would impact your output, would impact whoever it impacts, whether it's the people you work with or the physical output into the world of what you are responsible for in some way. So, potato. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought you were going to start the macarena then. It looked like it. But <laughs> I, I thought, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, yeah, it's not. Um, <laughs> love a bit of black lace. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not Black Lace, is it, the Macarena? No, it's Los Del Rio. Okay, whatever. So they probably stole it. Uh, I was—I had a lovely little trip down memory lane the other day with Mr. Adorable. All of the Black Lace... Uh, there's an Outfit. actual album. <laughs> all of the Black Lace was coming out. The whole Black Lace wardrobe, all of it out. Try this on. What about that? Oh, that's torn it. An album, um, wow. You and your big thighs. Yes. So, listen, can we career very quickly into Book of the Week? I know it's very early. It's very early. This is most irregular. I I know. I feel like I'm peaking and I need to get there. Are you Tim peaking? (laughs) Let's not bring him into this. Um, Oh, man. (laughs) Forgot. (laughs) Did you really forget? I didn't. I really did. <laughs> I just got so excited about purpose and talking about it. And there's one the book I really want to talk about, um, which I think will help springboard the rest of this discussion. And I know it's early, but would you mind if we would you mind if we got there a bit earlier than we normally do? I know we normally have a sort of rhythm that we follow uh, in a certain uh, hey, series hey. of actions. I would love to because <sighs> here comes some talking about a book. 
We'd really like it if you gave it a look. Books are like salads. You toss in some words. Jez and Matt are speaking. Who do you prefer? <laughs> it took a oh. turn at the end. <laughs> it did, didn't it? Yeah. As in not rhyming. Um, but uh, yeah, lovely. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Thanks for this Thanks. week's... <laughs> Get the week jingle. <laughs> I'm guessing you want to go first. I'm guessing that uh, when it gets to episode 23, there's going to be some sort of audible conversation about royalties or something, is there, about... <laughs> and a distribution of effort towards the fact that I just rock up and press record and you've got to write the theme tunes, sing the theme tunes. <laughs> yes, there's a Peruvian... Um, uh, oh, well, that'd be funny if I could get the What's words Peru out. Peru got to do with it? Do you mean um, Paddington? Paddington uh, Bear was from Peru. What are they called? There's a Peruvian panpipe player just out of shot I had to pay. Lots of peas in that sentence. The panpipes... I love a bit of the. You normally see them in the high street in the most random of places and unassuming of times. Oh, the CDs. Yeah. And you pop out of boots and. And you go to turn left and you hear da 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 and there's a little drum, sometimes a little puppet, a panpipe and a puppet. That's when they really go over the edge and you think, I don't know, maybe you're trying a little bit too hard. No one likes to show off Peru. Yeah. <laughs> Come all the way over here with your pan pipes. Um, what have we got? A comb and a bit of fag paper. I think that was it, isn't it? That's all we've ever had. Oh, it's what, the, the kazoo? English instrument. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's a, that's not English, so I don't think. I think it's American. Prove it. Don't prove it now. <laughs> Get to your book. <gasps> no, just because, like, there's been a lot of waffle today from both of us, don't and I'm concerned. Rush me. <laughs> so, here, let me end the waffle. Finding Your Element by Ooh. Professor Ken Robinson. Oh. Now, Kenny boy, I can't really call him that because I don't know. Ken Robinson was the education czar, one of the most wonderful people. I've, so this will give you an idea of globally how um, sought after and how, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like on point his work is. Ted, the big, you know, um, uh, uh, technology anyway. education design the the, 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 <laughs> the big bear of the internet Ken Robinson's talk is the most watched TED talk of all time He's I think he's done three he's definitely done two and it's very rare for people to be invited back wow. um, it has millions upon millions of views so he's the most humble lovely man he went on to um, for some bizarre reason uh, teach then become a head teacher, then I don't know quite how, because I haven't read his biography, I don't think it's out there, but he became the education czar for this country. And the TED Talks are incredible. They talk just really honestly about how really wrong education is in this country as a structure. It's a flawed design. It's based on a Victorian model. You know, mm. the, the way that we teach children now is based on a Victorian format to try oh, and God. churn kids out really quickly so that they could fill the factories as the Industrial Revolution. It doesn't fit a modern day teaching, uh, learning experience anymore. Yada, yada, yada. Mm. Education's failing. The system fails. The structure fails. Everything about education fails. Um, our children. Anyway, um, there is another uh, book of his called uh, Creativity Schools, I think, or something like that. I have that one too. That's amazing. But today, this Finding Your Element is amazing. It does what it says on the tin. It is about trying to find your purpose, what it is that, what gets you up in the morning. If you don't know what it is, 
try and find it um, and this book helps you do it there's this little paragraph on the back which I think is really lovely because I think often often <laughs> do you <laughs> said said the uh, aide to her majesty the queen I think often when one is thinking about which hair to wear I think often we struggle with what our element is at different points in our life you know there's this quarter life crisis around 25 where people think what am I doing where am I going I don't think Mm -hmm. I know who I am Mm -hmm. I think it's worse now than it ever was because of the consumption of social media there's just so much comparison to other people's lives and 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 also the comparison is so disparate you know it's you know go look at these people in a jungle saving um, you know, some tiny little frog, isn't that an amazing thing to do for the world? And look at these people over here earning millions of pounds with their Ferraris and, you know, ridiculous stays in uh, over-glamorous hotels. And then, of course, you get to your, I guess, start of your career. Maybe it's sort of late 20s, early 30s and think, where do I want to go in my life? I don't think, OK, I've got this job, but I got it when I was, you know, 26 because, oh, great, I've got a job and I've got my house now. Now, where am I? And then there's the quote unquote midlife. But, you know, and you get to that sort of 40s bit and you think, well, is this what I really want to be doing? And I'm getting towards the, you know, approaching retirement age. I always wanted to be a doctor. I never did do it. This is that book. Um, Mm. Again, like I say to you every week, I judge a book by how many uh, pages a a dog-eared. I would say probably about coming up to a third of this book has dog-eared pages. It's a great, it's an easy read. I'd encourage you to go watch his videos as well. It's published by Penguin, because they all are. Uh, Ken Robinson, Finding Your Element. Uh, but also, I think this is really important, in tiny little letters, which I hate, it says, and Lou Aronica. Because obviously Lou Aronica had some sort of um, help in this book, but because Ken Robinson's the big ticket, he gets his name massive, and Lou Aronica gets her name tiny on the front cover. And I hate it when publishers do that. Um, even if she only had a, you know, did she did she have a part of it or not? Either put her on the cover or don't. Um, uh, and don't do it in a compromising way. There you go. Do you not think proportionally the size of Lou's name to Ken's name is relevant to Lou's contribution? Well, all right, then prove it. Look how massive. So you you do the stats and the maths. <laughs> So you're gonna you're gonna say that. So some you're telling me that some designer went well. How many words did you write? And then did some weird long division yes, worked out what font what that was. <laughs> exactly. We are gonna fall out, boils. Right. So that is that's my book. book, and it's brilliant for purpose. Um, it's the number one go-to I recommend when people kind of get that bit in their life of the thing. I don't know what I want. I don't know where I'm going. And I go yep. right. You need to find your element. Matt, what's your Lovely. book of the week? Do you know, before we get to that, um, I'm going to sing... No, not really. Um, uh, something struck me that actually... I know, we, we as you oh, said, you right. have multiple porpoi, purpi, um, yeah. but it could be as simple as an external and an internal, and or extra, extrinsic and intrinsic. And the way... The reason that hit me was because... Sure. I... I might have mentioned this once or twice. Bloody love the fitness. We were talking about it at the top of the podcast. And honestly, I feel like my purpose is to be the fittest, strongest I can be by by doing fitness for myself. But then yes. I also have the external purpose of inspiring others and jumping out of bed and loving what I do because I get to help and inspire and get, get people moving all around the world. So yes, I guess there's crossover, but I guess the first one is also, I talked about this before, maybe almost a responsibility I feel to future-proof my mind and body, and that's what fitness that's does for interesting. me. interesting. Yeah. Have we just discovered the two porpoise? <laughs> <laughs> Flip 
flipper and floppy. Yeah. The text of finding your purpose for not just for now, mm. but for sort of long term. That's a really interesting way of looking at it, isn't it? Is what what do I what do I want now? Who am I now? But who do I want to be? And do I know who I want to grow into? Because mm. that's a very important thing to assess, right? What, what's that? I, I'm a pioneer. What's that, Jess? Pioneer? Matt? Pioneering work in the field of purpose? What? Oh, I think stop it. we should start a little... Um, a little... Petition. Oh, right. A little support. Maybe yes. not, not support group. That's the wrong thing. It's always at the front of my mind. Uh, I think we should start a little petition that to see what our listeners feel about you getting a tattoo across your chest that says pioneer. Uh, and not... Not in the uh, sort of audio technical brand um, <laughs> okay. style. I mean, in the <laughs> pioneer, oh pioneer. That's what I think you should yes. get. I have a yeah. hanky with that on. Lovely. Willa Cather, isn't it? Who wrote oh pioneer? It doesn't matter. Uh, my book of the week <laughs> is a crime fiction novel or crimi fic does no one calls that i hope this is going to get better seeing as the theme of the week is purpose (laughs) the purpose is burglary biography (laughs) (laughs) the purpose is if you can't earn it steal it steal listeners steal (laughs) if you're on the train listening to this now just just you see that woman next to you with the hamburger open just just reach in just she won't mind she's she's looking out the window skirt I was going to say steal a wallet. That's better, more useful. I think I think mine was better. That's tougher. Morally. Tougher for a beginner stealer. <laughs> <laughs> Just anyway. steal a crisp. Start, start low with your theft. Just one crisp. One crisp from, from someone who's very unwell. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Boyles, what is wrong with you today? I don't know, but I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> Is it the sun or is it the coal? Maybe you ingested this stuff that went on your face and it's done something to you. <laughs> right, let's, let's crack on. My book is Arms and the Woman, clever titled by Reginald Hill. You see, clever because Arms and the Man is an Ernest Hemingway. Uh, Hemingway, easy for me to say, book. One of the finest, sadly dead, crime writers of ever. It even says so on the front. The best living, well, he's dead now, male crime writer in the English-speaking world, Andrew Taylor, The Independent. And Andy T isn't wrong. Uh, he's written, I don't know how many he's written of these. This, you will know this, because you will have seen on PIC and ITV17 replays of D.L. and Pascoe. Yes. Ah, so this is a D.L. and Pascoe novel, and the books was are a series of about 25 novels over about 25 years. Um, why am I talking about this? Because this one focuses on the uh, Pascoe's wife, and the point of the relevance to purposes. So this is a brilliant, they're all so brilliantly written, and in fact I'm going to read you a passage in a second, because it's the most beautiful prose. Uh, but she gets caught up, and she has to become... Oh, I mean, all the way through, she's really feisty and funny and clever. But she has to be basically become a policewoman and hostage negotiator halfway through. So her purpose changes. And I, that, I feel, mm-hmm. was relevant because sometimes we just have to instantly evolve our purpose and become someone yeah, else when, sure, when sure. needs must. So don't... St- well, I mean, you could start with this one. This, there's about another 12 after this one. Then he sadly died. I'm just going to read you a paragraph because this is just writing at its best. This is why I love fiction. So... <clears throat> At the same time, the terrace was struck by a wind, Pentecostal in its suddenness. And when Ellie, desperate for sight of Rosie, desperate indeed for sight of anything but the slumped body on the terrace floor, stared out across the garden, she saw that, 
unnoticed by the happy women as they ate and drank and span their fragile cocoon of intimacy. The eastern sky had turned flame lurid as streptococcal clouds drove their furious infection landwards over a livid and blistering sea. All oh, those are some words. Isn't that he just... He do words. As you, he, he did the words very wordy. Uh, I just... But it's really so funny just, as well. Just for the sort of purpose of, of the listener, just reiterate the purpose of the purpose of the book of the purpose. The purpose is Ellie Pascoe, housewife, part-time writer, uh, mum, wife, suddenly has to, has a new purpose. She, she has to take the lead when she's kidnapped with some other women as well. And so her purpose goes from more traditional roles wife, mother, some, some work, to, oh, she becomes the policeman because her husband can't find her and she's taken away. And she leads the people to safety or not, I'm not going to say. But this is about changing roles and changing purpose when times call for it. That's quite an injury. Who's it published by? Oh, I didn't mean, it's Reginald Hill and it's published by Harper Collins and this one oh. came out. Oh, oh, HC, HC, HC. <laughs> 2001, oh. Oh, it's an oldie. Isn't it? Knew when it came out, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, that's an interesting springboard, I think, because very often the things that we're passionate about and the things that we want to do aren't necessarily our purpose. They aren't necessarily what I suppose Ken Robinson would call your element and your element actually isn't necessarily your purpose but i think your what's true for your being aligns very closely with your purpose but i think they can be separate um Ooh. i think who you are integral to you as a being and your element and why mm. you exist and the rest of it doesn't have to always directly align with your purpose i sort of feel we shouldn't get too far down that because that could be really complicated I'm and actually what confused. might be what might be more useful is just identifying that there's a really nice simple way to perhaps find your purpose and that's to think about all of the things that you could do because very often people fall into the trap i think that finding your purpose is a bit like interior design bear with me so what you will do is you will say um i want to change up this room but if you don't have the tools or the resources to understand what needs to happen with that room, you know, it might be something drastic, like a, a wall might need to be knocked down and made a massive window, or there might need to be an extension, or it might be that you need to go for a dark colour, not just paint it the same colour, or, or switch up the, I don't know, cushions or something. And you might not have those resources. So your quote-unquote interior design transformation could well be, I'm going to paint the walls and then we'll just put the pictures back up and put the you know cushions back and the sofa back and all the rest of it. Yeah. So my point is that actually your purpose sometimes needs to be radical in order to find your purpose. It could be nothing at all to do with the things that are in your current sphere of influence, your current space. Uh-huh. And so I think very often people fall into the trap of, well, okay, so what have I got? You know, I, I'm, mm. I'm a mum or I play the clarinet or I do band practice and then I, I do the stuff with the kids 
um, and I like knitting, and of course I've got my job, and I've got the cats, and so they just look within their immediate, sort of desperately grasping for something, for confidence and comfort, mm. when actually their purpose could be entirely different. It could be bur- buried for sort of, you know, from years ago, or childhood dreams or aspirations, or it could just be something that they're not even aware of, where they fall into it and think, oh my God, that's it, I, I need to be a sleep therapist. Or, oh my God, that, that, that's it. That is my calling. I really want to do, I wholly feel that my purpose is that. And it can't, I don't think, be a linear exercise because only you will know when it's right. That's what I think is incredibly tragic about that. Do you remember that thing at school, the careers advice rubbish? I mean, oh. total and utter yes. crap. Yes. That everybody got vet or bin man or something, you know. Tree surgeon. Like, well, there you go, tree surgeon. Oh, bless you, darling. Uh, so, <laughs> so, but everybody sort of got the same sort of stuff, and I don't yeah. know anybody that went on to do their bloody careers. All that stupid algorithm that you'd fill in what you liked on the computer, and it spit out like nine things that were totally different. It was like yeah. a really, it was it was like a sort of horoscope auto generator. Here's a blanket <laughs> set of things that will fit somebody. Um, <laughs> pick one of them that you think stands out. Um, and the idea that a computer told me what I should go and do for the rest of my life is just utter waste of time. This is how mm. we're destroying children and their future and their ability to find their element when they're younger. Anyway, mm. <clears throat> so here's my top tip. You write down a list. This is sort of exploratory, but it does have purpose. You okay. write down a list of all of the uh, instruments that you know. Not that you can play, just that you know. So you could do, oh, I found out the other day there's something called, a I don't know, electronic harpsichord or something like that, right? So you write down all the instruments you know. Then you write down all the countries that you know. And then you write down all the languages that you know. This is a long kind of list. You can do it as a fun thing. You could ask other people. Um, then you write down, <clears throat> excuse me, all the job titles that you know. That one can be quite long. And I want you to look at it. And my point is... Next to each one of those, you put a tick next to each one of the ones that you have played or each of the languages that you speak, each of the jobs that you've had, and you will see how infinitesimally small your life is in comparison to the potential that we have as a human being and the, the sorts of things that are out there for us. And you'll realise just how much is in your grasp and just how much is out there that you could do, that is possible for you to do. Mm. So when you're sat there thinking, oh, I'm buried by mm. this oppressive feeling that I don't know who I am or where I'm going or where I should go. <coughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I couldn't stop if it. If this was a classroom, Matt, <laughs> I would be saying, that is it, Boyles. Get outside. Can't <laughs> Think about what you've done. Sneezing. And come back. I can do what I bloody want. It's my classroom. And you'll see me afterwards. Bring the metal ruler. So... <laughs> The point is that you'll see from the fact that you've probably mm. only got a couple of ticks and like hundreds of things that you've written down, it's okay to feel that you don't know where you're going or where you are. Of course, you because you, you, you're tiny in the grand scope of all the stuff that you could do. Mm. So now it's your job to yourself. You're, you're sort of almost, you're, um, uh, what's the, out of respect for yourself, that you go mm. off and find the things that might intrigue you and get rid of the ones that you don't at great speed and that's okay. I once heard this amazing phrase. Uh, it's a bit cutthroat. You'll hate it. Um, but I thought it was brilliant. And yeah. it was higher, slow, fire quick um, in terms of damage limitation. And I thought that was wonderful. So that's what you're going to do with this list. You're going to fire quickly all the things that you have absolutely no you know, interest in. Yeah. 
I'm glad you, uh, when you were saying about this, I was, again, a bit unsure, because my counterpoint was, well, you don't know what you don't know, but your, mm-hmm. this task allows you to start thinking bigger, and I quite like it, actually. Well because done, Chess. ultimately, Matt, you're, <laughs> thanks, I just, I'm here every week just to try and please you. <laughs> What's interesting is that very often people will find that their purpose might not even be the purpose that they've got right now. Mm. It might not be their true purpose. They might have convinced themselves that this was the thing that they felt that they were here for or should do. Oh, yeah. Um, And I think that's an interesting thing to explore. Yes, Mr. Boyles? (laughs) Do you think people confuse goals with purpose? Well, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't have enough experience in that space but would that do you think they do then i mean but, i suppose you could couldn't you yes because my goal is to run the run the great wall of china it's not my goal i'm just saying someone's goal could be that but actually then isn't that a purpose because if it was maybe linked to raising money for charity or or like like do you see how that's they're, temporary they're, purposes isn't it yeah yes but this is also what i was going to say your purpose can change as you go through, you could pivot your purpose. I think, I think, now, this is interesting, and I'd be interested to hear what other people think about this. I would say that a goal and a purpose is very similar, but I think they stand in very different... I think a purpose stands in the shadow of a goal, but I do think that... sake but i do think that they are okay okay here's the poll so should matt get adjacent tattooed on his chest or or should should he get pioneer um or should he get pioneer tattooed adjacent to the word adjacent matt me and the listener are going to cover you in tats by the end of this series i don't want to see skin (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah i think purpose is in the shadow of goal but i think they're two very different entities you know purpose comes from inside it's your very core being right it's the resolution of your living and a goal is something you can set in order to achieve that could be long term or short term admittedly and there Mm. are elements of a purpose i suppose for planning to achieve something but you don't have to achieve anything in order to have a purpose Right? You know, your purpose, some people's purpose might be to get to the end of life without pissing off hardly anybody or as few people as possible, um, uh, which in turn makes the world a better place to live, doesn't it, right? Yes. What's your purpose, Matt? Do you know what yours is? Have you nailed it, do you think? Or no, not? I, have, I haven't. I, like, I have a mission statement, but that is, again, it isn't, that's very work-related. Um, sure. And also I felt almost embarrassed that I couldn't put it into words. But I do have a drive where I park my car. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me today. Um, I, do, I do have a drive to help, lift up, encourage, show people that they can, they can be more and do more and feel better. Is so that a purpose? That is a purpose. Okay, great. That's, fine. It's your, okay, great. I've got one. You? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, where are you? Um... Uh, yeah, my purpose is the purpose finder. I hope people find their purpose. <laughs> um, oh my God, can I, we do that? Can we do like an auto-purpose generator? Pop in your age, your height, your bank details, uh, your favourite oh, colour. your love uh, this. Your dog's name from childhood yes. and we'll give you a purpose. And your shoe size. Yes. <laughs>
your purpose what was your last meal is to bring down the Slovakian government <laughs> sorry I don't know what's wrong with me today <laughs> I would. Do you have Alexa or any sort of Amazon product? You would be definitely really careful not. about the things that you say. <laughs> what Alexa overthrow a government? <laughs> if it was that easy, they're listening. Right? <laughs> it's only Slovakia. Um, what, what, what? What? Have you ever thought about being a stand-up comedian? Yes. No, you should stop thinking about that. So here, here I don't, is the, don't know why I've never walked straight into that, didn't you? What, See, I think that is your purpose. I think your core purpose drives your very being. It drives your... It's the... I hate, hate this analogy so much. And I've thought about an alternative. You'll probably be good at this because you're ex-marketing, aren't you, before the the big firing. So if you've still got... (laughs) I um, was not fired. How dare you? That's not what we heard. Do you still have your crayons or not? Did you, did you sort of throw them away when you left and think, oh, I'm not playing with those anymore? I ate them. Um, <laughs> that's why you are fired. So um, if you can't be trusted with your own crayons, I think there has to be a point where if you're, you know, what is it that gets you up in the morning? What makes you feel alive? What makes you, what drives you? I can't think of the alternative. The, the thing I hate is if someone had a gun to your head, right? Right. And, and I hate that as an analogy, but it's the life <laughs> or death. You know, if you have to choose between life or death or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. I can't think of a, of a decent enough an analogy with equal jeopardy. Sure. What would you say was your reason for being? Your, why do you want to stay alive? You know, what, what do you feel that you need to stay alive for? Mm. Is is that your purpose? Is that the golden, the, the sort of cornerstone of purpose? Is why I, I am alive because? Is yeah, or is that just the purpose of living? Is that different? You know, because it's a different purpose, right? You've got a purpose of living, purpose of yeah, being, purpose yeah. of loving, purpose of working. You might actually be able to tap into like more of your subconscious if you did sort of quick fire answers. If you did question, 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 what's your purpose? Oh, I don't know. And then it comes out because you have, you're not thinking rationally. You're just thinking with your gut. And you might, you mm. might really know what that is uh, without, without the need of a gun being held to your head, water or otherwise. Yeah, water. I go for water. I hate yeah. all violence. Do you think you could answer that? Like, or I mean, you kind of have today. Or- yeah, I... Th- I- I think I have at the point that I have enough that I'm comfortable with it, but it still feels that there's a, it's like as a, it's like my purpose is a box mm. that's got some stuff in it and I'm happy that the stuff's in it, but I sort of looking at it thinking, well, surely I could fit more in that box. Should there be more in there? And I think that's the, that's the place I suspect our listener will be at as well, is that maybe the, the, we've yet again rocked their world and, <laughs> um, you know, we've got an awful lot to think about. Um, here's an idea. As opposed to thinking about it as a hard and fast box with hard and fast edges and set size, what about yes. if it was a cloud that was sort of going bigger, <laughs> yes. amorphous and bigger and smaller and things could move in and out of it and it sort of could hold on to things a bit but like words and things might float away and float back? Cloud yes. purpose. I think that's quite good. Yeah, no, I like that too. I, I just want people to... I would like people to listen to this and think, okay, what is my purpose? And it's okay if I don't know it right now. Let me have a little think and reflect. 
it, this is funny. I was looking on my phone because um, boring me. But this um, one of our listener, one of our listeners, sent me a message on Instagram that said, uh, uh, "Now, which podcast was this? Oh, peace. This was some feedback." She said, I'm listening to this one during the day. I'm not taking you two to bed with me again. The Change <laughs> podcast had my brain buzzing all night. Why don't we make changes when we know we need to, our health or for other reasons? Still don't have the answer. Very thought-provoking. Obviously, she was talking about the, the bits I was making. Um, but <laughs> I, <laughs> Such a bitch. It, th- this <laughs> Stop it. I think this is one of those m- yeah. mind-fart episodes. It is... You know, to find your purpose, I think, is critically important. I think it it is the source of um, emotional well-being calm. I think it's the source of maybe not global happiness, but certainly a, a good foundation of happiness. And, and I also mm-hmm. think that having your purpose is, is critical to your self-motivation, your self-drive, which in turn makes you more confident. You know, knowing who you are and why you are, mm. I think is a fundamental part of living. And I meet an awful lot of people that don't have the answer to that or even mm. a little clue as to what it is. And I think that's why they feel very lost. And I'm handing the baton to you because I think you, <laughs> I don't think this is you, that's not what it's called. I think that's you. I, th- I think you probably come across this a lot with your clients, right? Because that's why they seek you out. Yes, that, I didn't think that was what you were about to ask me. So I have something completely different prepared in my head. But oh, I'll get back, which is really good. But no, Tom, let me just think about that. Um, do they come for me for purpose? Yes, but they don't know to, it. They to don't help know realign their purpose. Yeah, like maybe as I talked earlier about my internal, intrinsic purpose of looking after my body and being and like my responsibility sure. to have a, a strong, healthy body. Yeah, I think that's linked into it. I was going to say, and I think you were probably trying to wrap up, but this could go on for another six hours. Um, right. What about purpose surely has to be amoral because other people's purpose, what if they conflict with your purpose? Oh, how do you feel about those apples? I don't eat enough apples is something (laughs) that I thought about this week. (laughs) Like your purpose can't conflict with someone else's. I'm not saying it can't. I'm saying it will probably. But what if it does? Like... Okay, this is a really glib, heavy-handed example, but a suicide bomber. <laughs> I said it was glib and heavy-handed. Don't snort. <laughs> it doesn't make it okay just because you excuse it at the top end. I'm going to shoot you a little bit. That's okay. I said it. <laughs> I meant you, not them. Anyway. Um, yes. Who are we to judge someone else's purpose? That's what I'm trying to get at. Even if it's a bad thing. That, yeah. That is an incredible thing to leave this episode on. Oh, and you I are wrapping up. <laughs> well, Get because out. what do we do with that? I think we should. I think we should wrap up. I mean, yeah. like that is a conversation that could go on for a very long time. But actually, I think that's, I think that's strong enough for people to think on. Fine. And why don't we pick it up on Instagram? Fine. Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, don't get like that. No, it wasn't. That wasn't. It wasn't fine. It was fine. Yeah, fine. I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, but fine. I know what you mean by that fine tone. <laughs> we're, 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 we're like 11 episodes in and we sound like we've been married for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I never get married and it ends up like this. This is on, not what on I a want podcast. From last. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but our relationship entirely by Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> T- 
to be honest. I think that would work for lots of people. We've embraced once and it wasn't nearly long enough. <laughs> and that was when you said about um, digitally, and I was like, oh, with your digits. <laughs> you and your digital examinations. Well, Matt, I think that is having a purpose that is not necessarily aligned with other people's purposes, and can we actually criticise them or, or even... Um, be dismayed at the fact that their purpose doesn't align with ours. I think it's a very interesting point. Maybe that's where goals and purpose are useful. The goal is to blow up, if you're a suicide bomber. The purpose is the drive of, I love my religion so much. Oh, I feel like... Yes, we have to put extremists into here um, because it is an extremist act and an extremist mentality. That absolutely is what I'm talking about. But I just... That maybe is a way you can judge the goal... Yes. Uh, I mean, I've really opened a can of worms and we're about to hang up. Haven't but... you really? Well <laughs> done, you. But Purposeful I absolutely... Worms. We have... <laughs> Stop! We have to... We have to transfer this to Instagram. We absolutely have to carry on this conversation. I want to know what your purpose is or what you thought your purpose was if, as a result of this, you thought, I'm not sure if that is my purpose, or maybe you don't have one and you want help with uh, finding your purpose. I think that's something wonderful to share, best practice, things like that on Instagram. Matt, where can they find us on Instagram? That Human Podcast! It's at that human podcast. (laughs) Um, Smart people, they knew the app was there. Can I just say thank you to all of you who have started buying merchandise? It is so lovely to see people with human t-shirts on. Um, And I genuinely, I want to start a revolution with this where we start to get people thinking about being human more and what it means to be human and, and mm. questioning that. And I love the, uh, t- the... One of the most popular ones is um, Proud to be Human. Uh, and I thought that was that was a nice one. No one's yes. bought your Touch of the Bear yet, babe. I mean, it's a bit abstract, isn't it? I didn't say adjacent. I said abstract. Uh, well, that's because they're two different words. I know. Why would you say it's a bit adjacent when it's sim- abstract? A similar length, beginning with A. I don't know. Matt, it's been a say long goodbye. day. Goodbye. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, share, download, dig, shout through each other's letterboxes and support the human podcast in any which way but loose. Goodbye and goodbye. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>